What is up, everyone? What is up? Say what is up, honey. What is up? She will not be in this podcast that much, but she is in the room all the time. She's knitting, so if you hear the sounds of chopsticks, she's not being her Asian self. She is knitting. <laughs> Again, thanks, Grandma, for that. Really, I like them, though. I really like it. They're like really cool little cloth things. So, podcast. Last podcast was about top 10 movies of the year. This time it is about top 10 most anticipated movies. The movies that I cannot wait to see. And I just compiled the list just now because I started thinking about it. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, we were just sitting there. And I was like thinking, what? What's coming out this year? You know, there's got to be something good. And when I was looking at it, I was like, holy cow. There is so much coming out this year that is that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so much that when I was making this list and I was writing my top ten, there was a few movies that didn't make the top ten. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I had to sit there and think about it and just sit and ask myself, like, okay, if I, if I were to theater... And I were to see this movie or this movie, I could only see one. What one would I choose? And then from there, I just compiled that list, which I think is a good way of doing this over and over again. Um, so starting off, we're going to do some honorable mentions. And we'll start off with this. Wonder Woman. Didn't make the top ten, although I'm really anticipating it because DC kind of sucks. And they have been sucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did, oh man, I think Batman vs. Superman was my favorite that they've done so far. And even then, like, I only liked Batman. That was the only part that I liked because Ben Affleck's Batman is super cool. And when he does his own uh, Batman movie someday, I'm going to be first in line for that because I love Batman. And I love when Batman has done well. And it really hasn't... <laughs> Like, we've been really lucky with Batman. Batman's been, like, the movies that actually have been really good. Superhero movies for a while until Marvel started pumping out their galore of fantasticness, you know, and whatnot. And then, so, needless to say, Wonder Woman coming out. It looks like it's going to be DC's top-notch movie. I think it's going to be their best one. Even better than another one coming up that's actually made my top ten list. I think it's going to be a better movie. However, I don't know much about Wonder Woman. Therefore, I don't... I, I would consider it, like, less anticipated than some of these other ones. So, Wonder Woman. Uh, number two on the honorable mentions is Thor. And this is in no particular order. But Thor 3. Uh, this one's exciting because the Hulk is going to be in this one. And rumor has it... Rumor has it... Rumor has it... That... Dr. Bruce Banner is going to be in this movie and they're going to introduce Hulk Planet or Planet Hulk or whatever it is. I'm not a big comic book fan follower. Like, I don't sit around and read it, although that would have been super cool. I wish I had been. But I'm really excited for that movie. Um, 
just because I really like Hulk and I, I just like Marvel. I'm a, you can call me a fanboy. They make good movies. They might sometimes be cookie cutter and just the same thing and whatnot, but like, by no means I've never walked out of a Marvel movie and been like, that sucked. Like never, uh, not in this, not in this universe. I've never felt that way. I thought like, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I've like liked movies like the Avengers two or, um, I don't know, like Captain America one just kind of, yeah, it was was good. I liked it. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, and I like Thor a lot. I think Thor is one of my favorite because just his humor. So like dry and offbeat. And because Coco thinks he's sexy. What do you mean? I don't. <laughs> Dude, you can admit that Chris Hemsworth is sexy. He was like born his, for that role, too. I don't like his long hair. Well, I love it. Okay, so um, another honorable mention. Dark Tower. This is a Stephen King movie. Stephen King. I growing up, I love Stephen King movies. I watched them all. Um, I watched Pet Cemetery. I watched it. I watched. Um, I watched this one a lot, and it's still one of my favorite movies, just because it's just so crazy and weird, and it's like '90s written all over it. But it, it's The Stand. We have it. I actually have it on cassette. Um, on on the VHS v, VCR. I don't have a VCR. I have it on VHS, but I don't have a vcr anyway it's a two set movie you have to put one in once you finish it you put the next one in it's about like the super flu that wipes out the world starts off really good and then it just like slowly but surely gets worse just like every stephen king novel ever Uh, from what i hear i don't know i don't read his books i don't read books but from what i hear stephen king just he does such a good job writing the story and it's usually a good idea but then it just flops at the ending or something like that i don't know i can't tell you but his movies definitely do that, or his story, the stories in his movies do that, um, with the exception of The Shining. But that apparently The Shining was like not at all like the way he wrote it, and he actually hated it. I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. That's what I heard. Never looked into that. But I'm really excited for that. I have no idea what it's about, and I don't intend to know what it's about because that'll make it even more interesting, and I might enjoy it more. Wait, which one are you talking about? Dark Tower. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not too many Stephen King movies, or Stephen King stories. I don't want to say movies. He's not, like, a director. He, I, Honestly, I don't know what he's done as far as film goes, but I can't... I mean, I'm sure he has his hand in on things. I don't I don't know if he's ever directed, but... Yeah, Dark Tower. It has that... What's that dude's name? I can't do... I have a hard time remembering actors' names when I start recording. Uh, he was in The Office. He was the black guy. Michael Scott's guy, or whatever, like that. Daryl or Stanley? No, he, no, not Daryl. Stan. He was the VP or whatever it was. Oh, is it I Idris Elba? Alba? Is that it? I have no idea who that guy's name is. Oh yeah, he's in it. Um, and Matthew McConaughey's in it, and he's been making great movie choices uh, in his this latter part of his career, and he's been great in all of them. So I'm really excited for that. Um. So yeah. The next one, Jumanji, because who does not love Jumanji? Who did not, as a kid, sit there and watch it and play the board game or something? I know we, my friend had it in, like, fourth grade, and he brought it to school, and I loved it. What? Yeah, you never played it? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. I got yeah, to find it. It's so, I don't know if it's the ga- the board game's that good, but I have fun playing it just because, like, it's got, like, the weird, like, like, when... 
it's you know how in the movie like the like the words come up on like little screen on the thing um on, on the board game you put like a card that you can't read inside of like this red film and then you would see it all it's really cool but yeah i know i um i really really like it i love the rock the rock is awesome i'll watch anything with the rock in it yeah i'm like i'll watch it if it's like something like if it's like a PG, like, uh, what's that movie with him and Sean William Scott? The Runaway? Is that it? Runaway? Where he goes out, Christopher Walken, out in the Brazilian jungle. Anyway, uh, the Brazilian jungle. <laughs> um, where, anyway, he goes out and he chases the sunrise. If it's like that, like that super action jungly feel, like with a sweaty Dwayne Johnson, like that sounded really dirty. A sweaty The Rock. I don't know if anything... <laughs> sounds good when i say that oh but if it has him in it and him doing his thing his action thing i totally want to see it just for the fun and for the nostalgic purposes um and then my last honorable mention which there might be more and there's probably other movies on this that are that are should be on this list but i don't know about them just because they're like indie i'll find out about it like the week they're in theaters and then someone some like film critic i'll watch he'll tell he'll say something and i'll be like oh i need to go see that right now but because I love like like smaller indie film like Sundance films that um, have a lot more I guess you could say passion behind it rather than like a studio just trying to make a dollar you know which that's you know you just don't know about them you just don't you don't know about them right away right at the start of the year not at least not all of them um, oh I guess I have two more honorable mentions but I guess I'll say the other one the um, this one the one of the honorable mention I have is it's called. Um, the founder and it's about the uh it's about the like the founding of mcdonald's by what's his name croc uh, uh ronald mcdonald <laughs> that is the clown <laughs> that is the mascot if you will uh synopsis is the true story of how ray croc that's right played by michael keaton who was awesome in birdman um maneuvered himself into a position to buy the 1950s burger operation mac and dick mcdonald and create a billion dollar fast food empire now i don't know how you feel about mcdonald's but i i like the idea of mcdonald's a lot as far like okay let me preface or, or say it in a different way i i hate fast food i hate the fast food industry and i hate what it does to people but at the same time people do it to themselves so i can't like just say like it's entirely their fault like they're just a company doing their thing and Ray Kroc was actually a really good guy. Um, but I love, like, the fact that that this all, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just like the whole the whole idea of this for a movie just because we all know what McDonald's is and we all know. I wonder what, I wonder how they're going to approach it. Again, I refuse to watch any trailers to anything unless it's, like, a teaser. I, I won't watch it um, just because they spoil too much of the movie. I always watch it afterwards and to see how much it's spoiled which movie <laughs> lo and behold every single movie i don't care what it is like they always spoil something always so i just prefer not to see it go in and be surprised you should do that too trade you don't need a trailer if you want to see the movie just go see the movie you don't need a trailer to convince you um but yeah i like the whole idea of this i wonder how they're going to approach it um as far as like we're going to watch it knowing like they went through the whole you know I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just, I, I like the idea of it. Anyway, the last honorable mention that I have, and this is going to disappoint you, honey. Is it Beauty and the Beast? It's Beauty and the Beast. 
I'm sorry. There are so many good movies coming out, and that one I really, I'm really excited to see. But I am so I'm very skeptical. You're gonna take me to see it. Oh, of course, yeah. I'll yeah. The, again, just because it's not in my top ten doesn't mean I don't want to go see it. Uh, just my top ten, I'd rather watch instead of. I would say. I'm excited for it because I'm just like I said. I, I'm very skeptical of it because. Cinderella was pretty good. It was, you know, I remember watching it with you. I didn't watch it with you, but you had it on and I was watching it and I liked it. I um, what other one did they convert live action? Jungle Book was great. That's what gives me the most hope is because I love the Jungle Book. thought that was really good, especially the CGI. Most of that was filmed in a studio. I actually didn't watch that one. Oh, it was good. I loved it. Um, <clears throat> the... The thing that kind of makes me scared is that is Maleficent. Maleficent, I, in my opinion, was awful. It was trash. I hated it. Could not stand it. And I get what they were doing. It was a different type of movie. But I grew up in a house full of girls, and I watched a lot of princess movies. And Sleeping Beauty was one of my personal faves as a as a boy. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I love the music in it. I love the eeriness of it. I thought the whole dragon and night thing was so cool. But when Maleficent ended and it was completely different, it's like, imagine if this movie goes the route with like changing up the ending and it won't do it. But what if it was like the beast just needed to have a solid bromance with like Lumiere or something? Like, what if they did that? Like, that's that's what Maleficent did to me when I was watching it, and it turned it around. I, I was so upset. I literally, when when Angelina Jolie ended up being the hero, I was literally like, she must have paid someone to have that kind of scene <laughs> ending. It's a, it's a thought, that's for sure. I oh. I was set back by it. Because it was just like, there, there's no reason to change something like that unless you want to be the hero. Yeah. Like, the, oh, she's so stupid. Definitely. I, I mean, I like things being different. Like when Frozen was like her sister was the true love's, you know, the true love that right. broke the spell. I liked that. That's caught me by Disney surprise. Did. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's when Disney did that, right? Yeah. But they then Maleficent, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, it just completely slapped you across the face. Couldn't stand it. Um, anyway, but some I people mean, like it. I didn't. I could not. And I, I mean, she was supposed to be the main character. Yeah. Stuff, so I get it. I get why that happened, but. Yeah, it was very, I don't know, I didn't like it that much, but yeah, that's my honorable mentions. Beauty and the Beast almost made it, but I'm still skeptical, that's why. I am a little scared. Yeah. Okay, so starting off number 10, and this might surprise you that it took the place of Beauty and the Beast, but John Wick 2. I'm sorry, when I watched John Wick 1, I did not expect, I thought that was going to be a turn your brain off movie, but that was actually a good movie built in a universe that I could see more good movies coming out of. Like the whole hotel, like for Hitman thing is so cool. I'm like, I would love just like a, like a, I don't know, like just a movie around that. Not necessarily one character, but about John Wick, but like the whole movie about like a a hotel for Hitman or something. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like he just goes and everyone knows he is. And and like just such a, if you don't, for lack of a better term, ballsy way, like a just, just totally a ballsy way to introduce a character. Like we don't know who this guy is at all, but like we're we're like told by all the characters in there that we need to be scared of him. 
like he's like john wick is the man you send to go get the boogeyman or something like i was like whoa like that that was that was awesome um and you're in this podcast a lot more than i thought you'd be (laughs) uh let's see here yeah so i'm really excited for john wick 2 i think it's gonna be great um if it was just me not like you with me if it was just me at a theater and like i had to see the beating the beast or or John Wick, I would have seen John Wick. That's why that took that spot. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. So number nine. Yeah. Okay. Justice League. I am I am really excited for it, but again, I have my reservations because DC does not know how to make good movies, and it, they've made that very clear. Like they not know how to make cool looking movies. They know how to make dark and gritty movies, which isn't always a good thing. But. Man, it's just, it's hard not to be super excited for Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and, which I'm really interested in how they're going to make that work. Okay, can I just say something? The way that they did the little cameo for Aquaman and the other people oh. was so cheap. Yeah, that's okay, yeah, that's I one of my, this is going before yeah, <laughs> that um, is a, stu- that is a desperate studio trying their hardest to, to, to be like, oh, hey, well, we're making movies too, it's, let's come watch not, us, like. It was a, it was set up. It was it was basically they saved they saved time instead of making five movies. Well, you know they made they one. Done, they could have <laughs> taken out all the five million seconds and and just footage of Wonder Woman sitting there staring, thinking about if she should help, and should have created more of a setup for those other DC yeah. characters. Like I just don't understand that. That or just create an after credit scene. Woman was on screen, she was just staring into space like. I wonder if I should help them. I yeah. What these guys are doing. That's Maybe poor script writing. Help. I thought she was a good Wonder Woman, but I thought, the, yeah, the, the script was bad. I saw that, and I'm not very good at movie <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That, really upset. that movie alone has a lot of problems. Um, like I said, the only thing I really like about that is is the ending, kind of. They right, yeah. That final scene, the funeral scene, I didn't like. I wish they, or I wish like the last like five seconds of the funeral scene would have been cut off because it completely took away from what the actual ending was. Mm -hmm. And, but the only thing I liked is that part of the ending and Batman. That's it. That's really all I liked. And, and the courtroom scene. That was really cool. Um, anyway, Justice League. I'm excited. Number nine, number eight. And I'll tell you what the trailer got me super excited for this one kong I've never seen king kong no, I don't like tom hiddleston movies. loki anyway uh it's in the same universe as godzilla which i like godzilla a lot i know like as we all know the only problem was there was hardly any godzilla but when he was in it it was glorious he looked very big and i felt very small and from this trailer kong looks awesome he looks huge the the old peter jackson one that they made a few years ago with jack black and whatnot was like that was like four hours long um wasn't bad um he told the story we all know but you know like climbs up the building and he dies we all knew that was coming um if it had been shorter people would have liked it more you think godzilla's gonna make his little appearance in this no but he'll be referenced it's in the same universe and eventually we're gonna get the showdown 
he was Godzilla was somebody that I played. I didn't play with Barbies. I played with Godzilla. Oh. And I watched Godzilla and everything like that. So I didn't want to even watch it because I knew they just ruined him. The movie was pretty good. Yeah. They they did the old scream with Drew Barrymore where they made it look like someone was going to be in the movie and they ended up not being in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. But Did he end up being the hero? Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Because Yeah, <laughs> in a sense. Well, he he comes out when when there's terror amongst the city. Mm-hmm. That's That's what I loved about Kong movie. looks just much cooler as far as the tone the tone is the the other one okay so when godzilla the trailer for godzilla came out i remember getting chills like watching it and like being super excited and then it didn't really translate on the when like the trailer did not really it might have been because i was a little mad that that person had died so early in the movie but after watching it like twice i am i felt like how i felt in the trailer did not happen in the movie at all and i I was a little, like, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I liked it. The thing was, it kept bothering me because every time Godzilla would show up on, on the screen, he would go away. Like, the camera would cut away, and it just kept, it, it was making me really mad. But overall, the movie itself was, was like, the acting was good. I thought it was paced fine. You know, I didn't, I really didn't mind. I actually, I liked it. I just wish there had been more Godzilla. But not that that we're trying to review Godzilla because it's about Kong, but Kong looks like much better as far as even like, the, like what I was saying was the trailer gave me chills and like it had like this dark eeriness. This one like it still gave me chills, but it had more of like a lighter feel to it. Like okay. it doesn't seem like Kong is the bad guy here at all. It's like yeah, it's like he's just like, yeah, we're you know quit dropping bombs on his island and his backyard and he's he, he's going to be fine. I don't know. Really interesting. There's going to be some cool stuff in that movie, and I'm really excited for it. Um, number seven, Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay. If you've seen the first one, you haven't seen you didn't, haven't finished that one for some for God knows why. It's one of the Marvel's better movies. It's because it's always on when I'm like cooking and stuff. I'll just sit down and watch it one day. But Volume Two. I really liked Volume 1. It was one of the most fun Marvel movies. Volume 2 looks like it's picking up right where it left off. Um, I think the comedy is some of the best in Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's the most... It's like the... I'd say one of the more interesting... One of the more interesting uh, aspects of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, just... It's on a completely different location. Chris Pratt is hilarious. Bradley Cooper is hilarious. They work so well together. Drax is really funny <laughs> like the way he's like laughing at if you've seen the trailer he's like laughing at him because someone had read Star-Lord's mind and he's like you have like a sexual attraction to this woman and he's like laughing really hard and he's like yeah, you must be so embar-. and whatever he looks really funny He's he was always funny in the first one I don't know I'm really ex- it's a no brainer to put that on the list uh, it's one of my favorite one. one of my most anticipated. Number seven, most anticipated. Number six is a little bit of a change up. Actually, yes, it's a change up, kind of. Baby Driver. That look on your face is the look I had. What does that even mean? Baby Driver. So, I would say this is the only reason. I don't know much about it. 
other than one thing. It is written and directed by the one and only Edgar Wright, who did <coughs> Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, uh, The World's End. Uh, he wrote the screenplay to Ant-Man. And what I know is it's a guy who is a getaway driver, and he's so good because he listens to his own music that he writes, that he, like his own beats or whatever. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, it, well, if Edgar Wright, so there's going to be visual comedy right. for sure, yeah. but it's going to be an action and a heist movie. <laughs> so, and guess who? Guess who's in it? Um, this, I don't know why I'm making you guess. Elijah Wood. <laughs> no, that'd be cool though. John Hamm. I don't know who he is. The Madman guy okay. from Mad Men. The one that wanted everyone, want, the one that everyone wanted dead. Yeah. I don't think I watched Mad Men. I, well. And it, even if I did, I wouldn't remember anyone's name. I'm really bad at that. Well, just look him up on your phone or something. He, um, he's just that man's kind of man. Like, I told you, he's like my man crush. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's so, I, he, he's Wait, a good actor, and he can be funny when he what wants to be funny. He, oh God, a, you're putting me in the spot. Um. He's not Bane, right? Who's that guy? That's Tom Hardy. Oh, that's right. You noob. No. He was in uh, Million Dollar Arm. He was in The Town. Uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which I never saw. Um, Batman is what he's known for. Everything else is pretty pretty minor roles. Yeah, I haven't any of those things yeah so. anyway he is like i i watch him on like like he was in bridesmaids he was that r- super rich dude in the beginning that the girl was sleeping with oh okay yeah he's just, he's so fu- he is so funny when he needs to be like his i don't know how to explain it he's hilarious like that whole jimmy fallon thing that they did where uh they were like spitting in each other's face while eating <laughs> kind oh, of, yeah yeah okay I yeah know him now. yeah yeah okay <laughs> Dude, he is, he is so funny when, like, he just, like, I feel like if you ever met him in person, you would never know if he's being serious or if he's just kidding around because he sells it the same way. Um, anyway, I love it. He's going to be in it. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, Edgar Wright. He did Edgar Wright. Yeah, so Ant-Man. That's kind of why it was similar to that Marvel Universe thing. But he wrote the screenplay to Ant-Man and he was going to direct it, but they didn't like the creative direction he was headed in um so he gave it up but he like the condition was when he gave it up was that was that they would keep the movie a heist which ant-man is probably my second favorite marvel movie you know now that i think about it like i put i put civil war on top for a while and then i watched it again and like as good as civil war is it's like a lot is happening in that movie, and I go watch Ant Man again, and Ant Man is always right there for me. Ant Man might just take it back just because it sticks with you longer. It's easier to rewatch. It's yeah. so good. It's on a smaller like it's he's saving the world, sure, but it's on such a smaller scale. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all his like I mean, mo- most of it was that was his idea. It was like the movie was supposed to be a heist, like, like doing what you know whatever they did. So. A heist movie with Edgar Wright right, writing and directing, yes, please. I am all over that. I love, I mean, I mentioned that last podcast, his 
use of visual comedy is so good. Like if you've seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, uh, at, or The World's End or whatever, did visual comedy is on point. Did he direct The World of People or it was, no. was that director just similar to his style? Um, because it did have a very yeah. similar... Um, yeah, not not the same person at all and not, not really, I mean... Similar shots? Yeah, there was like there was like little scenes where I'm like, oh, like that's an Edgar Wright little. Right. Yeah, it's called. Well, it's not even like Edgar Wright. It's just visual comedy, like things that happen that that you see like quick zoom ins or quick cuts and stuff like that. That's right. really funny. Like that's the kind of stuff that, like when you see it, it makes you laugh, kind yeah. of thing. Um, some of it goes, a lot of it goes unnoticed. People don't even know what visual comedy is until like you, you bring these movies up and you're like, Oh, that doesn't make sense actually. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. So he does that. I, I'm so excited for it. So yeah, that's my, that's my 10 through six. Now my yeah. last five, I had a little bit harder of a time choosing, um, the order of the last of the next four, but here's where it is number five is logan logan is the wolverine movie that's coming and i'll say this when that trailer released i started tearing up because i love wolverine and i love hugh jackman even more i love hugh jackman oh man i i was getting so emotional watching that with the johnny cash oh with the johnny cash uh version of hurt playing behind it i just I just I, w- I was getting emotional. It's gonna be rated R, so not so. The reason why that gets me so excited is because a lot of movies that like like uh, superhero movies that come out, they're all PG thirteen really. Um, More audience. Yeah, they're when they do that, they they are trying to get a wider group of audience. Now when they do that. Often the movie does is not as good as it could be, because you can't stick to the original source material. The reason why Deadpool was so good was because they made it rated R and they did the things that Deadpool does, that were just hilarious. And a lot of them weren't even dirty. It was just like his use of language. And it's not like not even I'm not saying like his use of like the F word or something. It's just I don't know how to explain it. Like just. Like the things he would say or something like that. Like you just couldn't put in a PG thirteen movie. Um had it been PG thirteen, that movie would not have been as good. So Logan being rated R, it means that they're taking it seriously. And it's Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine movie. It's Patrick Stewart's last X Men movie as Professor Xavier. It looks it looks devastating. It, and again, I'm not a big comic reader, but it's supposed to be like the this new storyline. What's it? It's like, oh, it's like X two something. A comic book fan would be so mad that I don't know what I'm talking about. X is it X twenty three or X two three? Yeah, X twenty three. It's like a, it's like just another story arc of um, of X Men. And she's like the clone daughter of of the Wolverine. What? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about it. All I know is I like it, <laughs> and I love Wolverine, and I... 
the trailer was so emotional and that's all I wanted to see because it was just a teaser. They didn't really reveal anything. I didn't watch it. I've only watched like three times. I do remember seeing it and being like, wow, this looks like it's going to be really sad. And then I realized it's because it's Wolverine's life. That makes so much sense. Yeah, this is like, so his, his, his powers are, as he ages, and he's really, really old, as he ages, he, um, his powers start to fade. And so he can't like his what is it called, regenerate, regenerating health or whatever, yeah. rapid heal or whatever it, it starts to go away. Um, so we're in. So this is now technically the old what, the old man Logan. Mm-hmm. That's the story arc we're in. Again, I don't know much about it. Turns out that the future is not good. Like things have happened. I have no idea what happened. I get that's why I'm not watching the trailer because I'd rather find out in the movie and be captivated from start to finish. Um, and you can watch that trailer because it doesn't reveal anything. Just don't watch it a whole bunch. You might figure something out. But it looks really good. And I grew up. Okay, I remember being a kid and and watching X Men. I would go to my friend's house. He had it, and then I eventually had it, um, like on a VHS tape that was like it was like recorded <laughs> over like a t i don't know it was like the tv show so it, so it had like it like had parts missing because of commercials and it was like edited it and then eventually i got another i got an actual version of the vhs and i loved x-men a lot i loved wolverine i played around like i had the claws um i wished i had the the healing <laughs> power that he had and there's just like a scene where, or like a, a quick shot in the trailer when he's like driving the truck and I think he's like reverse and, and like he like turns or something like that. And then it's like right at the, right at the course of the, of the song. And he's like, where he says like, you can have it all or something like that. And just seeing him in action, like, like doing something and like, and like being Wolverine and and like that part of the song, I was like, oh my gosh. I was seriously, I got so emotional because I knew this is it. This is the last chance to really enjoy it. So needless to say, I'm really excited for it. Um, it, it just looks really good. I think I think they're giving it their all. I'll be so let down if it's not good. Number four. This is by one of my favorite directors. One of the best directors. Christopher Nolan. Dunkirk. It's a World War II movie about a World War II story. Honestly, I've never been taught. I never looked at it. I've never like studied. I did not know what this was about at all. Apparently, it's like... Uh, yeah, let me find the actual... Like what Dunkirk was. It's the, um, the Battle of Dunkirk. Um... The Battle of Dunkirk took place in Dunkirk, France, during the Second World War, between the Allies and Nazi Germany. As part of the Battle of France on the Western Front, the Battle of Dunkirk was <clears throat> the defense and evacuation of British and Allied forces in Europe. So apparently, it's like the way it's like kind of marketed, or is the whole battle itself was much less a battle than it was trying to get trying to survive and just like we we know we're not going to win this battle we're just trying to survive and get out and like be evacuated and like the the overall theme in these trailers is like time like the teaser was super super beautiful 
and it was like time ticking away like like just like a clock and it was like a bunch of soldiers in like a like a big old ship and they all like drop and they get down some like like a like it says like a plane is like coming and like about to bomb them and they all like drop and then it cuts um it has tom hardy in it and it has the the guy from one direction harry which harry is yeah harry styles which looks confusing but i'm like you know what and no one we trust because i remember thinking anne hathaway was a weird choice for catwoman and she blew me away and she's actually done really good things since then and i was like okay all right whatever if he like he's not gonna make a he's never made a bad movie in my opinion he's made movies that were okay like interstellar was like oh yeah it was good actually i like the rewatchability of interstellar is amazing the theory the theater experience of interstellar was great but i would say it's it's my least favorite movie that he's done um so i'm really excited for this i love war movies a war movie made my hacksaw ridge made my number two and i just like war movies a lot so i'm really excited for it um and he's just a fantastic director all right so number three this one comes out this month and i'm so excited to go see it it's by one of my all-time favorite directors m night Shyamalan, and it's called split Shyamalan. now when you say that name today that name does not necessarily have the best connotation to it. People often associate it with his worst movies, which... Okay. They they associate it with, um, like, Avatar Last Airbender, which is so sad because... If you're going to associate something with that guy, like, make it his best work. Just... Fine. That's my personal favorite, but I can see why, like, The Sixth Sense would be everyone else's. Which is it is a really good movie, man. Oh, so good. I wish that I wish I would have seen that movie in theaters opening night. That would have been that's like one of my number one. Wish I would have seen that opening night things. Unbreakable was really good. Oh man, he's like like the village was really good. The reason why people didn't like the village is because it was marketed like a horror movie, and it was actually a love a romance movie. Oh really? Yeah. I so. It's really good, um, but people. I think it's kind of it's swinging back. People are realizing that it was a good movie. It just it it it. It wasn't what they expected. Yeah, it wasn't what they were told it was going to be. Which is another reason why I don't watch trailers is because sometimes they're marketed one way, and then they not be that, and your expectation is let down, and then you forget that that might have been a good movie, and you're upset that you were led astray. Um. But. All the people that have seen this movie, because, I mean, in some areas you can see early screenings of this movie, Split, and they're saying it's good. Last year he, or it was, not last year, two years ago, he did um, The Guest, oh no, excuse me, The Visit, and you liked that one even, Yeah. where the sorry. two kids go to their grandparents. For a second I thought, for, I don't know, for whatever reason I thought you were talking about James McAvee. McAvoy. Boy, whatever, but I, I don't. Well, that's because he's in. The yeah. But um, anyways, yes, I did like. Yeah, the visit was really good. It cracked my top ten of that year, my unofficial top ten. Um, it was like his return. It was like a like a really B movie, like indie movie, and it was like his original roots. I really liked it. Um, Thanks. and this movie looks good. This movie, yeah. like I. I it was the trailer was at arrival again and I was sitting there and I thought, okay, I'm just going to watch it because I've seen it on Facebook a lot and I watched every time. (laughs) 
I'm like sitting there with chills, man. Like, and I'm hearing it's really good. Like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna get really scared watching it. Probably. I know that I'm gonna get so. It's gonna be worth it. Oh yeah. He's gonna scare you the right way, where like, it's not just jump scares left and right. You know. Oh man. I I can't even explain how excited I am. Yeah. I'm I'm more so this is like if I had to take away all the big summer blockbusters this would be my number one just like normal normal movie if that makes sense like like a it's not like a Marvel or superhero movie right, yeah. or like a crazy big 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 blockbuster movie this is probably my number one like I just I cannot wait to see this because I like I said I love M Night Shyamalan movies the, the signs is one of my all time favorite it'd have to be my top three. Because through and through, I, I'll, I'll one day I'll just do or like a full in depth review of Signs, um, just to explain why I love it so much. And so, needless to say, I'm really excited for Split. Uh, James McAvoy, I hear, is like phenomenal in this. Yeah. He has to essentially play play like twelve characters or something like that. Yeah, just in the. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! He looks. Yeah, when he plays the little boy. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Like, that is just incredible. Oh, oh, I, I can't even imagine how good it's that is. Yeah. He used to say, I'm really excited for it. I love M. Night Shyamalan. I forgive him for for letting me down for like three straight movies. But, and again, like one of his, those movies is Lady in the Water, which it wasn't great, but I, like I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it again. Like, it has, a, it has his style to it. Um,. <clears throat> what is it? After Earth was atrocious. Probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Lady in the Water was one of my top movies for a while. Yeah. I liked because it. I liked it. so weird. I liked it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> excited for that split. Number two. Can you guess what, the, what number two is? Mm. These next two fall under big blockbuster movies. Ones you said. I, the only one I can remember is Pirates of the Caribbean, and I no. know that that's not. No way. They look pretty bad. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna save you the time. Spider Man. Oh, that's right. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. I love Spider Man. Okay. That was like. <laughs> I was Spider Man this year for or last year for Halloween. <laughs> I was Spider-Man one year when I was a kid and bless my mom's heart. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money growing up and she tried to save some Halloween. She wasn't too crazy about me loving Halloween that much. And she made me a, she, she like went to the thrift store and found me like, like some really ugly blue pants, like really ugly blue. And I think I don't know where she found I think she just found maybe at like a Walmart or something she found like a Spider-Man shirt it was like the spider or something like that I think I don't even know maybe it was just a red shirt and and then like a ski mask that we we sewed the mouth together and made like the eye like we like drew like a black line around the eye and I wore boots or something like that it was the worst costume ever probably one of the worst costumes ever had how do you feel about wearing that didn't care i just i wrote it off like uh i wrote it off like it was spider-man before he got his costume or something like that 
Wait, how old were you? It was. It had to have been after the first movie with Tobey Maguire. So you were probably like what? Eleven. Let me look it up. I just. I remember. I remember. I saw that the first time I saw that movie. I want to say I saw it like downtown in Bonners in the old Rex Theater. Mm-hmm. I think. And I remember like leaving it and being like, wow. I think I saw it with my dad or some something. Or yeah, something like that. And then I remember seeing it a second time with my mom, brother, and my dad. And we showed it up late. And I remember like both times the movie theater was packed. That was like one of the first movies I can remember, like where it was really it was hard to find a seat. That movie was so good, and I, like, the first one was good, the second one was better, and the third one was Poo Poo, and the the two reboots were atrocious. I didn't mind Andrew Garfield, but the movies were atrocious, uh, piles of garbage. But I am thankful for them, I'm glad they happened, because if they didn't happen, we wouldn't have him in the, the hands of Marvel and the creative direction of Marvel. And Tom Holland looks great. I loved him in um, Civil War. I thought he was perfect. I thought he was needed. And I didn't think it was too weird. It felt maybe a little rushed, but but not really at the same time. Um, I'm looking up Spider-Man. 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 There's whatever a spider can. Spins with Anytime. 2002 is when that came out. So how old was I? That was that was filmed before 9/11. It's a fun fact, but awful fact at the same time. That was filmed before 9/11, and after 9/11, they had to literally digitally remove the twin towers out of out of New York City, like shots, drone shots that they had. Wow. Yeah, really sad. Anyway, which is kind of weird. Like you feel like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a different it podcast. Just, it was one of those things where it was like, if they showed it, it just would have been too soon. Well, why though? Like that, like to show the twin towers. Yeah, in, but like, I, like the, it would not have been good. How many? Uh, maybe I don't know. I think it just would have been too soon for people to. It was a year after, I guess, maybe. but. Yeah, it's still fresh. Just seeing them though doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't lose anyone. I was I was like almost three thousand miles away from it. Like honestly, I like there's I don't remember it much. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just being ignorant, but I feel like we should like to honor their memory, like keep it in there. You know, I don't know. That's just me. That's a different podcast for a different time. But how old was I in two thousand two? Let me think. That had to be in fourth grade. How old is someone in fourth grade? No, no, no. I was in third. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I love that. I had a trampoline, and when I learned how to do front flips on the trampoline, I pretended I was Spider-Man. I, my friend, he got, like, a, a silly string, like, Spider-Man glove, and it would I shoot silly string. Loved it. Um... I'm not talking about the actual movie, so I'm talking about past Spider-Mans. I'm just talking about my love for Spider-Man. Why it's number two. It's number two because I think it's going to be great. I love the whole coming of age story. 
Best part, it's supposed to be like a John Hughes type movie. Now, if you don't know who John Hughes is, shame on you. John Hughes um, is like The Breakfast Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck. And when I say John Hughes type movie, I like I'm, I think when someone says that, and I heard this really recently, a John Hughes movie is like a movie that is genuine. So... For example, a new movie came out, which I didn't get to see, which I want to see. It's called The Edge of 17. And it's about, like, a 17-year-old girl's life or whatever. But apparently, like, that's a very John Hughes-type movie because they there's, like, scenes where, um, where, like, maybe she's, like, on Facebook or something like that. And when she does something or posts something, it's not like, ooh, I'm going to put that on Facebook or oh, hey, you should Facebook or tweet me that. It's just, like, she's just on it. Like, you know what she's doing. It's just, it's it's real like it's not like like it doesn't feel like super fake it like it's genuine it feels genuine so if it's like that like if it's like a nerdy boy in high school and it's just genuine in that sense it's like realistic as far as everything until the superhero stuff then i love that i i can't wait um what makes you know like breakfast club so good is because they were talking about like real stuff man like, they were hurting kids, and they developed the friendship in detention. Or, I guess, in Saturday school. Or Uncle Buck, man. Like, the, the relationship between Uncle Buck and and his sister and how she didn't like him. Or, or his sister-in-law, whatever. And the niece. How she... There was, there was a... You know, they she didn't like Uncle Buck. She didn't like her own mom. And there was just, like, all this, this, this stuff. And just real, like, it just felt good, you know? Or, like, how... I don't know. I can go on for days. If you've seen those movies, you know what I'm talking about. You know, just good, solid, heartwarming movies that feel very real. Deal with real stuff. Now, if Spider-Man's like that, I can see it being my favorite movie of the year. If this next movie isn't better than the, than the last one. And my number one is... Guess. I don't know. I don't remember any other movies. Star Wars! Oh, yeah. Hello. My name's Lance. I like Star Wars. Who doesn't like Star Wars? <sighs> Where does what what to say about Star Wars? Um, as as the movie is is a year old now, Episode Seven. I'm talking about people. I'm getting that sense of people really did have mixed feelings about that movie. Me on a personal note, I loved it. I I thought after after being a kid growing up on those prequels and not remember watching all of them because of all the stupid talking scenes of the council meetings, the political things with nothing happening, just people sitting in chairs, people talking, people going, oh, that's an interesting concept. Oh, that's another interesting. Oh, train the boy. You will not train the boy. You will train the boy. I hate Sunday. I could go on for days of why I don't like the prequels. And I'm not just hopping on the bandwagon for hating them. I just don't think they're well-made movies. I, I I will watch them when it's when it's necessary, and um, they are still part of, they are still canon. They are still part of it, even though there's many many problems with it. I don't try to hate them because I hate I don't I hate them because they just weren't well-made at all, or well-acted or well-written. <sighs> anyway. After enduring that as a kid, and seeing, um, well, 
I guess more on sense watch growing up more so on the on the originals and then seeing the prequels and remembering like as I got older and I realized while wow, the prequels were very good and then going into a theater staying out all night in a car not knowing anything that's what me and Coco did we we slept in a car in December in Colorado in a Walmart parking lot one of the funnest times we ever had um stood in line all day well actually yeah basically we stood in line for a good portion of the day it was freezing we sat down it was like two in the morning we were exhausted and we i like the movie was just good man it just it, it brought it back it was similar i don't have a problem people have a problem with star wars today they say it was so much like you know it was so much like a new hope you know yada 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 it did it have its similarities yes but i think the problem was is that people hyped this movie beyond anything like i don't even think they knew what they wanted to see they just were expecting something just so so out of this world so when they saw it and and it, it followed a formula like a couple of movies that I guarantee these same people are, will be saying we're really good, like Indiana Jones. If you go and watch all three of the original Indiana Jones movies, they're literally the same exact movie three times. And the one movie that was not the same was the fourth one, which was awful. <laughs> and you're kidding yourself if you don't say it's awful. Yeah. I would say, yeah, episode seven, it, people had high expectations and when they got out of that theater, I think they were just let down because they they raised that they held that movie to a standard that I don't think any director could have could have achieved. I don't think it could they I don't think they could have um, delivered for them. So I think those people were doomed in the first place. Now, when you sit back and you and you realize that oh wow this is part of a formula with some differences to it with the with this realm of of like new possibilities. Of like a new story potentially coming from it, um, then that movie was really good, and it did a lot of service to those who had sat through the awful prequels. So, Star Wars this year, Episode Eight, I'm really excited for. I, I just, I, I think it's, so a lot of people, and I would tend to agree. I would say this movie is going to be a lot different, and it's gonna, it's going to be like the empire strikes back of this trilogy i am so excited for it i'm trying to think if like i'm thinking about it and last year last two years ago when we sat through all night and waited for that opening it was madness it was insane and i guarantee people feel the same a lot more people feel the same way about about this movie about or sorry about episode seven as I do, and we'll actually go to return, so it's going to be just as busy, I believe, just as packed. People who didn't see the episode seven in theaters will go see it opening night. Um, so I'm trying to ask myself, like, <laughs> is it going to be worth to go see? When does it come out? It comes out like December seventeenth again, or something like that, somewhere around that time, or maybe twentieth or something. Mm. Yeah, we'll be in California. So the weather will be nicer. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll be on vacation, but 
I would love to go see it opening night, and I think I will just because it's Star Wars, man. Like I like, honestly, if you don't, if you don't like Star Wars, you you don't get the hype at all, and it's probably miserable to sit through conversation after conversation of people that like Star Wars. But if you do like Star Wars, you get it. It's such a wonderful universe. Even the prequels, as bad as they are, they're still they're still Star Wars, and you can sit through them knowing they're Star Wars. And when when some of those good scenes from those movies happen which you know maybe a few i would say the th- episode three is the most watchable but when you're sitting through them you know you still get that star wars feel to them and that's why i liked rogue one a lot too is because it st- still had like a scent that star wars movie vibe to it that you just love especially the, the third act which was so good um but yeah star wars probably wasn't a big surprise so yeah, that is my top 10 movies, most anticipated movies. And again, that is just mine. It doesn't have to be yours. If you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much. Because I feel like I don't really say things that I don't, I don't articulate very well. I don't have a great vocabulary. I say like a lot to fill gaps. I, I have a lot of gaps. My voice isn't, at least when I play back my own recordings, I hate my voice. But if you're sitting here, just because you have the same interests as me, and because you actually seem to care about what I think, then thank you so much. This is what I'm talking about. Just a blank space. (laughs) But thank you for listening. Thank you. Stay tuned. I will just do these podcasts whenever I feel like it. And I'm having fun doing it. I'm having fun talking into the mic. I'm having fun sitting here with my wifey wife as she knits. And I'm just having fun doing this. And it's for me. So if you like it, share it, do whatever. Thank you for listening. This is Lance saying until next time. Thank you.